In the readings of today's Mass for the eighth Sunday in ordinary time, we hear Jesus speaking in Galilee, as well as a Jewish sage named Sirach, writing in Jerusalem more than a century earlier. The two of them touch upon a single truth. The words that come out of us make known the hidden thoughts within us. Speech reveals the secrets of the heart. One who is upright will utter words that are truthful and encouraging to others. But one whose heart is cluttered with rubbish will be exposed by the words that are said. Our Lord insists that a person speaks out of the abundance of the heart. Uttering divine truth, he compares our speech, whether good or bad, to what grows on a tree. For no sound tree bears rotten fruit, he says, nor again does a rotten tree produce sound fruit. Sirach also compares the testing of our words to clay fired in a kiln. If properly prepared, a useful vessel emerges. But if the clay is not fully dried, it will break apart in the extreme heat. Both readings urge us to make wholesome speech a habit. After all, much about who we are is brought to light through what we say and sometimes by what we fail to say. But there's an additional step. The Lord is asking us to look inward, to examine our hearts and fill them with the good treasure that God desires. Why do purity of heart and uprightness of speech matter so much? Because, as Jesus declares elsewhere in St. Matthew's Gospel, By your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Purity of heart and uprightness of speech matter because they contribute to our final judgment. And this is where the second reading comes in, which I also would like to speak about today. It seems fitting to do this since this Wednesday is the beginning of Lent. The more ancient statement that accompanies the giving of the blessed ashes is, Remember you are dust, and unto dust you shall return. Death seems part of our human nature, doesn't it? But when seen with the eyes of faith, we understand that God the Creator never intended that death enter into our existence. Rather, death entered the world as a consequence of sin, of that first sin of Eve and Adam. We would not have had to suffer bodily death except for sin. So as St Paul says, the last enemy of mankind left to be conquered is death. For those who die in Christ's grace, death is a participation in the death of Christ himself, so that we can also share in his resurrection.
In fact, death is transformed by Christ. He suffered the death which is part of the human condition, but he accepted it in an act of complete and free submission to his Father's will. His obedience has transformed the curse of death into a blessing. Christian death now has a positive meaning because it is God calling us to himself. A hospital nurse once told me that she had witnessed many deaths, but for those who die with faith, she noticed that it is almost universally peaceful. Those who have no or little faith seem to resist and fight it until it overcomes them. Through faith we see that death is swallowed up in the victory of Christ. So, St Paul says in the second reading, never admit defeat. Keep on working at the Lord's work always, knowing that in the Lord you cannot be labouring in vain. That means many labours as we seek to live a good and virtuous life filled with prayer and devotion. But it also means living our earthly life in keeping with the divine will because there is only one go at this life. We don't get a second chance. There is no such thing as reincarnation. We die only once, as it says in Holy Scripture in the letter to the Hebrews. So in the context of the other two readings, part of this preparation for death is to guard our speech and to have an eye on our own failures, not just to notice the failings of others. We must produce good fruit from the goodness within. The type of life we lead prepares us for the type of death we will have. We should pray regularly, as the Church prays in the Litany of the Saints, from a sudden and unforeseen death, deliver us, O Lord. We must ask earnestly that when our death approaches, that we may have time to make our confession, to receive the last rites of viaticum and anointing, along with the apostolic pardon, which imparts a plenary indulgence for all our sins. Every time we say the Hail Mary, we ask the Mother of God to pray for us at the hour of our death. We should also entrust ourselves to St. Joseph, the patron of a happy death. In the classic spiritual book, The Imitation of Christ, we read, Every action of yours, every thought, should be those of one who expects to die before the day is out. Death would have no great terrors for you if you had a quiet conscience. Then why not keep clear of sin instead of running away from death? If you aren't fit to face death today, it's very unlikely you will be tomorrow. Fear of death is real, but the more we trust in the merciful love of Jesus, the less we fear this most crucial moment of our existence. 
as the entrance and as the entrance antiphon of today's mass says the lord became my protector he brought me out to a place of freedom he saved me because he delighted in me laudato jesus christus